0: Coming up in this episode.
1: An individual attempted to remove a weapon from one of the officer's work in the event.
0: This is one of the most contentious political seasons in recent U.S. history. And for the candidates, there are security consequences. As we found out during an attempted assassination of Donald Trump.
1: An individual thought that he could remove that weapon from the officer and made an attempt. An
0: exclusive interview with Secret Service Director Joseph Clancy as he explains what happened. On June eighteenth in Las Vegas, and he drills down on the difficult job protecting the candidates and the public at the political conventions this summer.
1: Each of these events has potential for something to go awry. From
0: WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA,
1: the National Security Podcast. We've got a very graphic
0: situation. San Bernardino. Upwards of 14 people that are dead. We are now investigating these horrific acts as an act of terrorism. Paris. An attack on all of humanity. The Islamic State. I'm back, Obama. They want you to imagine them in the shadows as something greater than they are. Hostile nation states.
1: They can't inflict mortal damage to the United States.
0: Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. This is Target USA, America in the Crosshairs. Whether it's anarchists, cyber criminals, nation states, or terrorists, America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. I'm JJ Green. The Secret Service is always busy, its responsibilities are heavy. And in the last 18 months, it's been busier than normal. And most of that activity has involved extremely large crowds. There were five national special security events in 2015. The State of the Union Address, papal visits to New York, Washington, and Philadelphia, and the 70th anniversary of the U.N. General Assembly. This year, so far, there's been the State of the Union, the President's Nuclear Summit, and now, as of this date, July 13th, We're on the brink of the Republican National Committee Convention and later in July, the Democratic National Committee Convention. The Secret Service has two distinct mission areas. Financial crimes covering missions such as the prevention and investigation of counterfeit U.S. currency, treasury securities, and investigation of major fraud. But the most prominent mission, the one we hear the most about, is protection, which entails ensuring the safety of current and former national leaders and their families, such as the president, past presidents, vice presidents, presidential candidates, heads of visiting states, and foreign embassies. All of that is taking place against the backdrop of intense global unrest. The U.S. is not immune. The speed of social media, the influence of terrorism inside the U.S., the flaring of racial strains, and many other issues have made the 2016 political campaign a tense and sometimes dangerous string of events. We talked with Secret Service Director Joseph Clancy about the challenges that lay ahead and one of those events that came close to becoming the scene of an assassination. Thank you. Thank you, officers. Thank you, people. I love Las Vegas. Not long ago, there was an incident involving Mr. Trump in Las Vegas. Can you give us a sketch of what that incident was like or what took place?
1: Well, I won't get into too much of the detail there, uh, J.J., because it is still going through the court process. But uh, it does highlight, again, what certainly the Secret Service personnel that are working these events, how they have to be so vigilant every single day. And we often say you have to be ready every hour of every day and every minute of every hour. And uh, this is a good example. Uh, You never know what may develop in a very short period of time. And that's what happened out there. Uh, an officer uh, reacted properly and uh, was able to uh, contain the situation and um, and remove the individual. But I don't want to get into the details too much because of the court system.
0: Without getting too far into it, just tell us what we know publicly happened because I'm not sure we all have the facts about what is known publicly about what happened.
1: Right. Well, what publicly has been put out there is that uh, an individual... Uh, attempted to um, remove a weapon from one of the officers' work in the event. And this is
0: a Secret Service officer? No,
1: it was a a local law enforcement officer. A local law enforcement officer uh, doing his job in the arena, and uh, an individual thought that he could remove that uh, weapon from the officer and made an attempt, and the officer uh, thwarted that attempt uh, immediately. Uh, Then he was removed uh, from the arena.
0: This individual as I understand it, was not a U.S. citizen? Or was this person a U.S. citizen from someplace else?
1: My understanding was that he was uh, not a uh, a, uh, U.S. citizen. But again, I think uh, more of that, uh, Mm -hmm. Those details will come out.
0: On June 18th of this year, Michael Stephen Sanford, 19 years old, from the United Kingdom, entered a political rally at the Treasure Island Casino in Las Vegas. That rally was being held by Donald Trump. According to court documents, Sanford attempted to seize the sidearm of a Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department officer. After Sanford was arrested, authorities asked him why he did it. He said, quote, to shoot and kill Trump. Making that the first attempt to assassinate a president or presidential candidate dating back to May of 2005 when a man from the country of Georgia attempted to assassinate U.S. President George W. Bush by throwing a hand grenade at him on a stage in Tbilisi, Georgia. And for the Secret Service, this was a reminder of the constant
1: danger that they and their protectees face on a daily basis. We've had over 1,200 events in this campaign, mm-hmm. 1,200 sites that we've gone to with protectees. And we've magged, had people go through magnetometers, Um, approximately 2.5 million individuals have gone through. So each of these events has potential for something to go um, awry. Um, Mm -hmm. We saw that in Dayton, Ohio, where an individual jumped over a fence uh, or a bike rack, and uh, our folks, Secret Service personnel behind the stage reacted uh, the way they should have and the way they've been trained, Uh, immediately stopped the individual prior to him getting to the stage. uh, They were able to remove this individual before he was able to, uh, well, within 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So the event was able to be continued. And uh, Again, it goes back to the training that we've done prior to this campaign even starting.
0: We spoke earlier this year several times about what you had on your plate for this year. One of the most important events that you uh, laid out for me when we talked about it was this stage of 2016 when we were having... Uh, A presidential election. You've got conventions coming up and you've got, obviously, an election coming up and a number of major events between now and the end of this year and, of course, the start of next year. You've been preparing for those conventions. What have you been doing?
1: Yes. And when we did speak last, uh, I think it was during one of our previous NSSCs, the uh, Pope's visit uh, in Philadelphia. And and you're right, we were looking forward to uh, the campaign season and certainly these conventions. And we started to prepare for these conventions even back when we were working on the Pope's visit, uh, we sent a um, coordinator, a Secret Service coordinator, out to Cleveland as well as one out to Philadelphia uh, to start preparing our national special security model uh, to work in those cities. Of course, it started before even having that coordinator on the ground, the field offices, our field office uh, in, in uh, Cleveland as well as in Philadelphia, had started to, to work on some of the, um, the foundation. Of the national special security event.
0: So you've been involved personally in this process and not too long ago. So tell us what you've been doing specifically on yourself uh, to make sure that you're uh, in full grasp and out in front of all of this.
1: Sure. Well, several things. Uh, m- most recently this week I was in Philadelphia and did a walkthrough of the sites, the Wells Fargo Arena down there and walked through with our field office personnel and our coordinator down there and Uh, And I met with uh, Commissioner Ross, Richard Ross, uh, Philadelphia Police Department, to make sure that uh, there were no outstanding issues. And uh, we're still working on several things as we uh, get closer to the convention. But the partnerships are going uh, very well. There's a great um, relationship between the Secret Service in Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Police Department. Uh, So that's been going very well. Uh, Now, uh, about three weeks ago, I went out to Cleveland, and I met with uh, the mayor out there, uh, as well as the chief of police, Chief Williams, and uh, did the walkthroughs of the quick and lone Arena. And uh, Cleveland's a little different landscape than Philadelphia. So there's challenges with both of these conventions, but uh, different challenges.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you go through a walkthrough, what exactly do you do? I want to see how the flow, for example, that people will be brought into these arenas. Uh, what is the uh, secure zone going to look like? Uh, how does it impact businesses? Uh, for example, Cleveland. Cleveland's unique. Uh, it's a different landscape than Philadelphia because of the setting. In Cleveland, downtown businesses are right there next to the quick and Loan Arena. Uh, so we wanted to make sure we went out to the businesses. I wanted to make sure our people went out to the businesses and ensured that their needs were being met during this very busy convention week uh, for the Republican National Convention.
0: One of the problems with us in the media is that oftentimes wrong information gets out. uh, And it's been a problem for your agency for a while. Um, Some of it was legitimate dating back a few years now in terms of the situations at the White House. So this is just an opportunity to give you a chance to, to put everything into as much of a perspective as you want to so that there are no chances, no opportunities for people to get this wrong. That said... The Secret Service has had trouble at the White House for a number of years. Not to say that the entire Secret Service, but there have been some bad apples, some bad decisions, some bad judgment that's been displayed at the White House and abroad. You were brought in to fix all of that, to clean it
1: up. So how is the situation at the White House these days? Well, every day there's challenges at the White House. Uh, And I will say uh, we did have an incident, as you know, uh, just a few weeks ago where an individual did come up to the White House uh, with a weapon that was exposed. In fact, uh, some of that video I know has been released and and some of the public have seen that video. Uh, Again, another case that's still in the court proceedings, so not to get too far out in front of that. But I will say I am very proud of the agent and the officers and how they responded to that individual. I think it goes back to the training that we've offered uh, to our uh, personnel, and uh, again, that could have been a, a, a much worse scene. But uh, if not for the, the the good work of our personnel, the Secret Service uh, positioned at that uh, at the White House that day,
0: ninety nine percent of the time, you, your office, your team makes the right move, makes the right decision. And I think that's actually a number I got from you. Or
1: yes. Okay, That's correct. Uh, when you look at, at discipline, it's, it's approximately 1% of our uh, Secret Service personnel that have uh, ever been involved in discipline. So, mm-hmm. uh, but still, we're, we want to get to zero.
0: So that's my next question. Um, how, how are you doing on that front?
1: I think we're doing uh, much better. I think uh, certainly we do a lot of training in that uh, area. There's a lot more communication regarding that, that uh, we've got a responsibility to the American people to perform our duties to the best of our abilities. And, uh, and we are very focused on the mission, uh, certainly with this campaign. So uh, at this point, I think we're doing very well. You know, one of the things that I try to do is to be fair
0: uh, when, we, when we speak. And, you know, and you, so you're very forthcoming about your challenges. Uh, and you're very forthcoming about the partnerships. And we've talked about a lot of things, you know, that have been the positives. But what are the problems right now? What are the, what's the other side of the coin? You know, wh- wh- where's the trouble right now?
1: I think for us, it's uh, staffing. We're uh, working diligently to improve uh, our quality of life for our people, but also to build our staffing so that they can have a better quality of life. Uh, that is my number one challenge, I think. And again, as I travel the country, I think many of your uh, law enforcement leadership entities will say this, say the same.
0: Uh, and so so what's, what, what's feeding the problem, though?
1: I think, first of all, in, in the Secret Service, it's a very difficult job. In the Secret Service, uh, there's an incredible tempo. Uh, there's constant travel. Uh, holidays, you're traveling most holidays. Uh, there's stresses on the family. Um, but that is offset in many cases by the the mission. And mm-hmm. the men and women of the Secret Service have this desire, this dedication, this commitment to ensure that the democracy stands. And we do feel that We, like other law enforcement uh, agencies, are responsible for allowing this democracy to to stand. And uh, that's what drives our people. But we do lose uh, people because they can move to other agencies in their hometowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, In our agency, in the Secret Service, the White House is here in Washington. You've got to come to Washington. And uh, sometimes, and for good reason, uh, individuals make a personal choice to stay uh, in their hometowns and but uh, we're very thankful for those who are with us, and, and I couldn't be more proud mm-hmm. of the work that they're doing during this campaign.
0: Most folks think of Secret Service and think glamour. I mean, talking the layperson, people, you know, you know, who don't really know what it is to, to do a stakeout, you know. So give us a sense of how that we, we've got it wrong when it comes to that glamour piece, correct?
1: I don't know that there's a glamour in the Secret Service. There's long days There's uh, you're out there in all kinds of conditions uh, at the White House, certainly during the snowstorms. You see our folks out there standing uh, tall and uh, we work through all types of conditions. But there is a great sense of pride to be doing something for the American people. And I think that's what drives all of us. Mm -hmm.
0: I remember not too long ago um, talking to an agent who was telling me, um, and I think it was after some one of your events, about being being assigned to that stairwell where nobody actually sees you, and you don't actually see what's going on. You're just in that stairwell for hours on end. Give us a sense of what that's like.
1: When you're in that stairwell, it can be a long night, if it's a midnight shift or day shift, whatever, uh, but when that individual comes up that stairwell that doesn't belong, you've got to be ready to go, much like a pinch hitter in baseball. You may sit uh, on the bench for five games in a row, but when you get called to step up to the plate, everyone on that team is expecting you to perform and uh, that's how our people think. You have got to constantly be thinking about what could happen. I might be sitting in that stairwell, but what if someone comes up that stairwell that doesn't have a pin, doesn't have a credential? How am I gonna react? Am I gonna overreact? Am I gonna call a supervisor? Am I gonna handle it myself? Or if I hear a loud noise in the stairwell, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna leave my post? No, Uh, but are you gonna get on the radio uh, to get some assistance? So you're constantly Going through these scenarios in your mind uh, so that you're prepared when you are uh, confronted with an issue.
0: As the Secret Service steps up to the challenge of securing the presidential candidates and the public during the conventions and the remainder of the campaign season, and the eventual elected 45th president of the U.S. and the upcoming inauguration, the temperature continues to rise on the streets of the U.S. And coming up in our next episode. Is that
1: There's four cops down. Four? Yeah, he shot five, seven times.
0: The killing of five police officers in Dallas may be a watershed moment for police all across the country.
1: This is the kind of game changer that you'll see from a tactical perspective have a ripple effect throughout police departments across our country.
0: We'll dig into what that means. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA.
1: The National Security Podcast.